Welcome to another episode of Million Dollar Stories, where we get to interview best-selling authors all over the world. And uh, today's guest is a guy that I met at a Tyler McBroom event. And it's pretty wild how most of my recent clients who become bestsellers, uh, I met through Tyler McBroom. So uh, shout out to Tyler for making all these connections and making all these books come to life. But um, Daniel Comparetto wrote a book called The Long Game, and uh, he has an interesting story. There's one that I really want to get into when it comes to his car breaking down. So hopefully you stay with us uh, and, and listen in on this conversation. Uh, but Daniel Comparetto, best-selling author, he puts together the nicest garages that you will see. So Daniel, thanks so much for being here, man. Amazing, Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I still remember, man, the first time I saw you on stage at the Tyler McBroom event, just something different about you, right? The energy, uh, and then the way you broke it down on how to effectively tell a story. And then the way you were, you and the team were able to come alongside just, I don't know. It just clicked for me. And, oh. and I think probably the most amazing piece was I grasped it back in November and then going through the whole process with you and the team, it was actually better than what I thought I understood in November. So kudos to you guys. Oh, that's awesome, dude. You know, whenever I first talked to you, I remember you saying, man, I have some ideas for a book. And uh, it wasn't too long after that that we got on a call. But uh, yeah, it seems like the clarity came to you pretty fast after that that uh, hurricane um, loaded event, right? I mean, we <laughs> we were we did the event and then we had to run away from the hotel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, fun times. I mean, it that, that was just again, I, you know, we can't say enough good things about Tyler. Um, but what an incredible show of just leadership and um pivoting, acting on the fly. Yeah, I think that was one of Tyler's first big events that he threw. And then now all of a sudden he's got to deal with the key speaker couldn't show up because of a family emergency. I think Ben Newman. And then uh there was this hurricane that was right coming dead at us. So well done. By him and the team as well. I mean, that is true leadership. He, he was calm yeah. the entire time. This is oh, his yeah. first big event. He has Tony Robbins, like audio guy in the background. I mean, sound effects while I'm up there speaking. It's phenomenal. <laughs> and then we get a text message from the hotel. Hey, you need to vacate the property <laughs> because there's a, there's a hurricane coming. I've never seen anything like that. And it was phenomenal. We still got the yacht trip in. I mean, it was it was awesome. And I got to meet it people was- like you um sean hall uh and a couple other uh, major players that we're great friends with but let's get right into it man the book all right so tell us a little bit about who you were before maybe after the book did it change you to be did it give you a little bit more clarity about what you want to teach the world did you start to dive into maybe those defining moments those forks in the road that maybe pointed you in the right direction tell us a little bit about the introspection that happened from the book creation Sure. So I, I think just, you know, set the bestseller side, uh, status aside, um, set even just trying to, to provide somebody one copy, all that aside, I think it's tremendously helpful just for that a person to go through what you said, a lot of the retrospection, um, and almost processing. So I was in the Marine Corps for four years, uh, you know, over a decade ago, and that that time period kind of flew by, and I, you know, there were several traumatic events, and so I think a lot of us vets kind of compartmentalize 
those experiences um, just out of necessity. We got to keep rolling with the mission. And so, so a lot of those pieces, I think, didn't get fully processed. And then in general, in life after the Marine Corps, I think I adopted the same mentality of almost ignoring or compartmentalizing um, very stressful or uh, challenging situations in life. And so the, the whole book process of thinking, reflecting, revisiting, and then verbally articulating a lot of these lessons and stories really helped me um, get some closure. It helped me think through. I mean, boy, I was in tears at least a couple times, right? When we were chatting. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that, that piece in itself was just awesome to go through on a personal level. Um, but the, the clarity, I think, again, got hammered home on why these lessons that I, that I chose were so important to not only to me, but I think to other people in maybe similar situations, they're, you know, not the only ones out there. But those, you know, 10 to 15 will really resonate for others across the board. And man, since since putting the finishing touches on the book, you know, I, I probably touch one of those lessons at least once a week, if not several times, just myself or I'll see others in the field um, within the company, um, you know, come to grips with with some of the, the challenges as well. And so it, it allows me to to revisit, help teach, learn, learn and, and coach others. Um, as well. Yeah. There's a story that really sticks out and I'm even getting chills even thinking about it, but you went through a really dark period and I believe you reached out to your dad and he said these, these words, and I don't know if I'm paraphrasing, but, um, Friday is, is painful, but Sunday is coming or Sunday is on its way or something along those lines. And, uh, yeah. yeah, can, Can you just touch on that story and the message behind it? Yeah, so it, it, it's super impactful. And so the, the phrase is, it's Friday night, but Sunday's coming. And so it, it's um, it's got a tie-in. So it's a religious uh, meaning or connotation, right? And so Jesus Christ was uh, crucified on a Friday evening or Friday night. And so everybody that uh, was following him, basically all their dreams and hopes were shattered somebody they love died um, Friday night. And then Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. Right. And so now if you're, you're at your darkest moment Friday night, but then it's remember, you know, Sunday's coming. It might not be that full 48 hours. It maybe it's 48 months, right. It's different for us, all of us in different situations, but it's this concept. Um, and, and it was the exact phrase uh or concept that i needed to hear uh at that time um and you know i i think when i when i called my dad it was i was contemplating ending it all in my life right and so that's probably one of the worst conversations a father wants to have with his son and you know i can't imagine having that conversation and you know what do you tell your son um, it's over the phone. It's not even in person. And so like, that was the phrase that came to his mind and he shared with me and it, it really resonated. And so I think that it's an important concept that so many of us can use, um, across each of our lives in different situations, even from something that's not even as high stakes itself as life itself, 
right? Just in business, right? Maybe a challenging situation or scenario in business. We lost our key salesperson or our ops manager had to take, um, you know, maternity or paternity leave. You know, the whole world's falling around you, but you know, it's Friday night, Sunday's coming. Um, stay disciplined, stay resilient. Uh, and and keep the consistency going. So yeah, so it's just a tremendous phrase. Um, helped me out a lot. I think it can help others as well. No doubt. Uh, there's a great philosophical quote. And I don't know who it comes from. I think it's Epicurus or Epicurus or one of those uh-huh. um, classical uh, philosophical icons. But uh, it says your trials will and adversity will expose you to your strengths and your true self. And there was something along those lines. And it makes so much sense that in your darkest period, you do find out who you really are and what you're really capable of. So it's a blessing in a weird way. And I saw another meme recently and it was like, it was like Jesus, um, like, like giggling to himself to, and it says like, this is, this is Jesus watching you fall in love with that person, lose that job or go through those trying times to uh, awake the real person inside of you that you need to, uh, to, to meet one day. Right. So like, it's all there for you. And did you notice anything about you when you went through those really dark times? Did it give you a little bit more resilience for when you did go after that entrepreneurial dream? Oh, 100%. Um, And, and I don't think I really realized it in the moment. And, and a lot of us, I don't think really do. Um, as we keep going through these, these iterations in life, I think we, we do have the opportunity to have the, the presence of mind to understand that this is a test situation, essentially, right? What, what you're saying, hey, this is a growth opportunity, growth period. Um, but I certainly didn't have that, you know, going through a lot of these situations early on. I just thought it was, you know, the world was ending. Um, but you know, looking back on it now, you're like, wow, that's my baseline. And I can pull from that and build upon it as, as we go forward now. And so, yes, it, it helps so much, um, you know, from a resiliency standpoint and, and what you were, you were chatting just a little bit earlier and it made me think, I think the, the latest person I heard this from, I think it was Andy Fristella. Um, but it was you know, these people that we respected and admire, you know, for call it patience or absolute mental toughness or even physical strength. When you really think about it, how do you get to that level of the most patient person or resilient person? It's you go through situations that you have to practice your patience, right? And so a lot of us, I certainly, I didn't realize that. Um, or I didn't appreciate it at the time. I'd get so pissed off that, you know, I'd have to exhibit patience in traffic or at the line at Starbucks. But when you change your mindset or perspective on, boy, this is an excellent opportunity to continue to grow this, this skill or this mindset that will further serve you and your team. Um, that helped me a tremendous amount and it's still helping me as we go forward, because you'll look, it's easy to get caught up in the the mindset or the frame of mind of like, oh, what was me of like, boy, I was grinding Monday. 
Tuesday was even worse. Wednesday and Thursday couldn't even, nothing went right. And it's like, I just can't catch a break. But if, if you actually took the other frame of mind or perspective of like, this is amazing at teaching me resilience, patience, discipline. And I know life isn't going to be this hard forever. So like, why not figure out how to use this to my advantage? No different than going to the gym and destroying, you know, back or, or legs, right? It hurts, but you know why you're doing it. Um, so 90, 120, 180 days from now, your physique is physically much different or you're just, your body's able to handle much different load. And so I think it's, it's a very similar concept with, with your mentality. 100%. I mean, it's compound interest, right? Uh, what's the eighth wonder of the world? Compound interest. And uh, those who don't understand it will pay it, right? Um, and those who do understand it will reap it. So it could be monetarily, you know, uh, related, but I believe, like you said, it could be that patience. You keep compounding that patience. You can walk into any meeting, any situation, and you are steady and you're calm and you're clear-minded. And individuals who are looking for a leader notice that, but it doesn't happen overnight. It does happen over a very long period. Uh, one of the chapters that I want to get into, and this is the story that I think is the most um, memorable, um, maybe <laughs> maybe second most memorable when it comes to that story with your dad, but uh, right. the anything can be fixed. There's a way around anything. There's You can get through it. You can make it happen. The resilience chapter, uh, when it comes to, I think you have a lawnmower, getting the car started, breaking down, taking the Uber on the wrong side of the road. Phenomenal story. Can you just kind of touch on that, please, for our for our listeners? Oh, I'd love to. Um, and, and probably the key point here is early on in life, this this situation would have destroyed or derailed me, right? I would never got to the finish line. Um, but different situations, probably the past 15 years before this situation happened, all um, combined together to allow me to navigate the situation. Still was challenging, but I had just enough resiliency or presence of mind, you know, to keep going. Uh, but the long story short was I was um, being interviewed uh, for the chief of staff role to the CEO of a um, very high level company in the area. So just an awesome position, wonderful man, great company. I was super stoked. Like this was the, the, the next job for me. And, you know, I was, I was far along in the process, you know, this was going to be a, a casual lunch meeting. We were past a lot of the formalities. Uh, and so, um, uh, I guess the, the first the first uphill challenge was I I was the guy that it was on tap to take the kids to school in the morning. My wife was 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 tied up. And so that that was a challenge. Um, but no problem. Just meant we had to, you know, start the day a bit earlier. And so uh school's probably like an hour away from home in the opposite direction of breakfast. Um, and so we're we're up at probably, I don't know, 5:15, 5:30. It's dark. Um, and then on top of that, it was raining. And so that's, that's just uncomfortable in itself, dark and raining. And I get out to the vehicle and it, it doesn't start. Right. And what so kind of car it, was it? it? What kind raining. of car? Ah, 
You ready? So it's 2008 Honda Civic. All right. So first off, Honda Civic, yeah. super reliable, not too old of a car. It should work, right? right? It should have. Yeah. And of all days, right? Uh, so so cold, dark, uh, raining, car didn't start on the biggest morning of my life to that point. Um, and it's too early to wake the neighbors. Um, so, so that's not an option. So I'm just sitting there in a car, uh, visibly frustrated. Kids are staring at me like, oh boy, what's going on? And uh, yeah, I'm just thinking, I was reminded of Jocko Willink. I love the man. And he he is the epitome of, of two concepts. Discipline, I think, is number one. And then two is resiliency. And so a concept of his when he was going up through the SEAL teams and something he tried to hammer home was this concept of good. Nothing's nothing's you know bad or insurmountable it's you know if you didn't get funding for this new cool training op that was going to prep us for the pumped afghanistan good how can we be more resourceful and resilient and, and figure out how to get still the same training and so i was trying to think through my mind like how in the world is this situation good but just thinking through that gave me like that that half second to think what are my resources what what can i do and then i realized I had a riding lawnmower in the garage and it had a battery. I was like, well, the car's got a battery. Riding lawnmower's got a battery. There's a way we can hook it up with the jumper cables. Um, so I got it out, positioned it, um, and it took a little bit longer than a normal car, but it, it juiced right up and, and we were on our way. Um, so kids got dropped off, right? So So mission number one was accomplished. And then probably not, not even 10 minutes later, uh, I just got onto the highway. So, you know, 70, 75 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, dashboard shut off. I got no power. Uh, car basically tied on me. And so I was able to coast over to the median safely. Um, but the car is dead. I mean, it's as good as the the weight the pushing it, right? And so, again, I'm sitting here like, you you could not make this story up. Um, time is really becoming an issue now, probably 75 minutes uh, before we have to meet. And it's an hour drive north. Um, you already dropped off uh, the kids. So dro- yeah. So, so kids yeah. are dropped. It, it's just me. I got to get, I got to get to the breakfast. And so again, I, I'm sitting there thinking like, this is unbelievable. Uh, and then thank God for some technological advances, right? We got Uber and Lyft. And I was like, well, damn, you know, well, let's just call up the Uber. And so got one very quickly. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, um, where the Uber driver is and where it's marking my pickup location. And I can see that it's literally 40, 50 yards away from my car. And it just so happens that there's ma- a massive retaining wall, basically that separates the highway noise from the home development on the other side. And so Uber thinks I'm sitting in that home development 40 yards to the right over this 10 to 12 foot wall. Um, so I, I realized if he's over there, it's going to take him an additional 10 to 15 to find me. So I, I realized I got to call the guy. And so I call him and I'm literally giving him uh, grid coordinates, driving directions, just like if we were calling in an airstrike back in Afghanistan. So uh he, he found me no problem, uh, picked me up, and I, I had three minutes to spare. 
before um, uh, breakfast, before I would have been late. So it went, went great. And then uh, as we were parting ways after the breakfast, the CEO goes, I, I realized you came in uh, an Uber. Is everything okay? And so I, I said, funny, funny you ask. You know, I got a cool story to share with you. So we, we chatted for another 20 minutes. And he's like, you know what? That's all I need to hear, man. You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, you know, if you would have told me, hey, this is this is what's going to happen to you next week or tomorrow, I would have said, God, I don't think that's worth it. Right. Um, but in the moment or even years earlier, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. But in the moment, it was just practicing presence of mind, resiliency, and then I guess understanding, you know, how bad do you want something and then figuring out ways creatively to just go after and get it. Beautiful. I love that that story. And that's, yeah, that's the new baseline now. Right. So that's not the last time I'm going to be tested uh, on resiliency. And so now, you know, that's my baseline and just work your way up from there. Yeah. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And Tony Robbins has that amazing quote. It's, uh, has nothing to do with the amount of resources. It has to do with the amount of resourcefulness. And I truly believe that, man. You give somebody who's a MacGyver, they, they're going to be able to figure it out uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship or their dreams. All right, doesn't matter what I have. Let me, let, me, let me look at what I have and I'll make it work somehow, some way. And those are the individuals, whenever they acquire more resources, they don't lose that skill set. It just adds to them. So really powerful story. But the book, guys, is called The Long Game. It's available on Amazon. Best-selling book as of right now. You'll be able to see the tag on it. Uh, very incredible stories. Um, uh, in- incredible lessons that are applied to it. And it's it's wild how you have all these teachable lessons. But what you do is you also help people get their garage space beautiful, right? So how does the book tie into your business? Tell us a little bit about the business itself. Sure. So just the 30 second um, overview of the company, we, we come in and completely remodel garage interiors. So anything from the, the pretty epoxy flooring to uh, hex glow lighting and then cabinets and wall storage. Um, but there, there's a lot of lessons in the book where we can use and translate over into anything from the, the construction project timeline um, we've got certain projects where everything goes wrong that, that you could imagine. And so it's just, again, calling back on certain situations in the book where it's like, oh, this is a great resiliency test. Um, or this is a great time to practice discipline and execution. Um, and, and I think, you know, the book certainly does add some credibility, right? Most people, when they think of the construction industry or, or the guy that's going to upgrade your garage, you know, they have a certain stereotype in mind. Um, but the, the brand and experience that our company is built around is more of a, um, a luxury model. And so it, it, it really kind of helps cement that in people's minds um, when they find out or they hear that Hey, the owner of the company or the guy coming to do some of the installs is actually a best-selling author, and he's got some really cool lessons that he's learned, and he would love to help other people, um, you know, by sharing his experiences as well. 
you were the first person to bring up Carol Dweck. I had no idea who that was. And in chapter oh, 15, wow. yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. I'm like, how do I not know this person? But chapter 15 sure. is from A to B to infinity. Can you give us a quick little rundown on what that's all about? Yeah. Oh, man, this is, again, it's hard to pick just one thing that changed my life. Uh, but I, I think Carol Dweck's concept of a fixed mindset versus growth mindset was uh, super fundamental for me. And it was one of the, the earlier mental concepts or frameworks that I, I grasped. Um, so I grew up in a very fixed mindset environment and I adopted it very quickly. So fixed mindset means you got what you were born with. You got your environment. There's, there's nothing really you can do. You're, you're not in control of anything, right? Um, if, if you're good at math, great. If you're not, well, you're screwed whenever it comes to do with math and numbers and whatever. And so that's how I approached life. And it really didn't serve me one bit. Right? <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't enjoy that part of my life. And then, so once I got introduced to Carol's concept here, growth mindset is you can grow really into any, anything that you want, um, mentally. And then if, if you want to be good at math, you 100% can be, it just might take you more time and effort. And so once I saw that, it was like, God, the, the world is my oyster. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it just might take more effort, time and discipline, but it's possible. And so that was, that was super liberating for me. It just gave me the freedom to start dreaming and trying to figure out what was possible in, in my life. And so, you know, for me, it was kind of just, Hey, go to school, keep your grades up. You're going to get this technical or engineering degree and you're going to work at the same company for 40 or 50 years, just like, you know, your family did. And that was your background. That's just, that's going to be your future. And so now having been introduced to the growth mindset, because I just didn't naturally fit that path and I was always fighting it in my life, whether I realized it or not. Now it allowed me to think, wow, maybe we can start a company. Maybe it can be very successful and maybe it can actually be a massive company and impact people on the Gulf Coast of Florida, right? And so you asked that 10 years ago, I, I would say that's the most ridiculous thing I would ever be doing in my life, right? But it's changing that mindset um, just opens up an incredible richness to your life. And it's, this is not just for me. This is for everybody. I think if more people adopted that growth mindset to pursue interests, passions, and dreams, um, a lot more people would be set on fire. They'd have a lot more passion for life. And if they listened to that, they would have a, a, a greater sense of direction. I don't think they'd feel as aimless or lost as, as so many people do nowadays. You know, entrepreneurship in general, I think, is a personal development journey disguised as a business adventure, right? It is, it's more about finding out what you're capable of rather than the business that you're building. Am I right? Like, you notice more by yourself about other people, uh, about, you know, the mind games that are happening day in and day out, and the abundance mindset that you touched on a bit ago. Um, as compared to the scarcity mindset, you said something earlier on in this podcast that you're constantly tested. 
Well, years ago, if my bank account went below a certain number, I would freak out. I couldn't sleep at night. I would start to get desperate, right? And I would start to do things in a way that would be very pushy and mean to to even my team. Like, hey, we got to go. We got to go. And now I think we're just going to create more. We'll get more leads. You know, it's going to work out. We have belief. We didn't get this far just to get this far. And it's like, I had to be tested many, 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 many times to uh, to develop that abundance mindset. So that abundance mindset leads to absolute growth because you are s- telling yourself that you're going to make it even in the darkest times. And for some reason, it's like you work your best um, in that state of mind. You work, you you are able to sell easier when you're in the abundance mindset as compared to the desperate mindset. And it's wild how. As you develop personally, your bank account grows also, right? Jim Rohn, well, you're a Jim Rohn fan. He says that if you have a lucky jump and you hit the lottery, you're only going to go back down to the level of personal <laughs> development that you're at. And it makes so much sense. Imagine you're hitting a ton of money with a big sale or whatever. If you're not personally developed to be able to hold it, to grow it, to manage it, my God, it's going to go away. And um, that's why it is a personal development journey and that's what you're talking about right 100% and and coming at it from that abundance mindset allows you to focus on um being of service to others and adding value to their life right and i battled the same demons man um from the scarcity mindset early on it, it's just a boy it's a low energy feeling um, you're not going to attract the right people. And it, again, it's not sustainable. Having that abundance mindset is much more freeing. And it really is the ticket, even though some of us might not see it in the short term or feel it, right? You just, that's one of the, I think that's one of the things you just have to trust mm-hmm. and stay consistent and disciplined. And you'll see that over time. Um, but no, I, I struggled with that. So so badly, uh, always thinking every single competitor was an enemy. Right? Yeah, and, right. And now, like they they are maybe not teammates, but their friends were very friendly together. And it's it's I think it's it's more of a one plus one can equal five or one plus one can equal ten type concept as well. That helped me a lot. Instead of thinking, oh, there's only one guy that's going to win this sale it better be us it's like i don't know how but maybe we lose that sale but the experience was so good they referred us to three other people right the 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 possibility is limitless but it's like life is so much more rich and full having the abundance mindset you start to see allies more than enemies and it's wild how you change your lens right like you said if you're in the scarcity mindset you're thinking there's only so much money in the world and I need to get it all, right? My competitors can't get it. I need to get it. And then when you shift and start to say, wow, these are my allies over here. Maybe they're, you know, they're not your best buddies and you go out and hang with them all the time, but you look at it in, in a way that you're not my competitor. You're not my enemy. I hope you win. And, you know, that energy that you put out there somehow starts to come back to you and you win a little easier. Maybe individuals see you as a true ally, whether they're in your field or not. They notice your energy, your state of mind. You're not bashing your competitors. You're actually building them up. And that energy 
whether uh, people realize it or not, people want to be drawn to those type of people. And I guarantee you're noticing that even in um, a sales meeting, right? They see the difference in you talking about the mindset, putting out best-selling books as compared to your competitors who most likely, right? They may come in. They're not personally developed to understand karma or the ability to um, focus on um, growth and abundance. And individuals see it from afar. Is that right? Have you noticed that? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Um, and, and as you practice this more and more in life, you're able to spot it more and more. Um, but yeah, that, that's completely, completely spot on. Um, I was just thinking about a story with a, co- a competitor recently, but it, it slipped my mind. When it comes back, I'll let you know. Well, it, it does tie in with your book because I think a lot of people are looking for the short-term return on investment, right? I want to do something. I want to get paid today. And your book is called The Long Game. Once I realized that the secret to business is to just last, uh, outlast the competitors, right? To stay at it for as long as you possibly can. Once I realized that this is not a one-year thing, this is a lifelong mission. And if you're around posting, reading, selling, building, going to mastermind events, going to certain events longer than most people around you, individuals see you as the expert. And it's almost like you got to fall in love with the journey itself. And that's whenever individuals start to actually come your way. But if you don't love what you're doing, you are going to play that short game, right? You're going to try to do something. So you think about your bank account, which means you get out of that service mindset that you touched on a bit ago. And you're starting to think of the selfish mindset. What's in it for me right now? And if you join a mastermind, you're thinking about how do I spend money and get my return on investment today, right right in my bank account. And it changes everything. But this is the long game, right? And uh, I love the fact that you could see who's real, who's not. Give it five years. Give it 10 years. Give it 15 years. Grant Cardone had this amazing speech at one of Tennis Growth Con 2, I think it was. He said, it took me 20 years to get where I'm at, 20, 25 years. And it's going to take you guys the same amount of time, maybe longer. Are you guys willing to do it for 20 to 25 years? And it really hits home. This is not a overnight success uh, for anybody. So the long game, if you adopt that mentality, that's the competitive advantage. What can you say about that? Oh, so much. Um, probably the, the first thing that comes to mind is, for me, it was a mentality switch of goal accomplishment. Um, so it was more of the short game focus of, I just wanted to get to X and then I'll be happy or satisfied. Or like that, that'll be the finish line that, you know, whatever that is right for people. Um, but, and, and it's been scientifically proven recently that the dopamine hit that we all get is a lot less and it, it lasts shorter whenever we accomplish whatever X was. So if, if we're going after that gold medal, we're actually receiving more of that dopamine throughout that journey and it's lasting longer if we're staying at it than when we receive on the podium. Oh, wow. Right? It's, it still feels good. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's not as high as what we can imagine. We thought it would be, and it's gone incredibly quick, 24, 48 hours. 
And it's, that's been proven over and over again. And so like, once I started to realize that it, it just shifts your whole mentality of like, wow, this is fall in love with the journey of the process, more of a longer game focus. Right. I just, whatever it is, like, I just need to get to seven figures in sales, or I just, let me be in business for three years. You know, you name it. It's like, that is not, not the, the way to approach it. And then the other piece is you almost need to play a game with yourself that ties into the long game. So let's say, you know, for business, I want to get to the eight figure and sales mark, right? So we got to hit 10 million. When you're at like eight, eight and a half, and you're like, man, it's going to be next year or the year after we'll be at the 10 year mark. You need to blow that ceiling out. So that now you don't hit the 10 and lose your momentum and you get there and it's like, God, this wasn't special. <laughs> you yeah. know you're going to hit the 10. You need Your goal needs to be 100 now or something like that, right? You need to keep moving the goalposts for yourself. That'll continue to help feed that long game process, the motivation, the dopamine hits that we all get. Um, and that other piece about competitors I was thinking about Again, early on in life, all I saw competition was um, uh, a way for me to look bad. Mm. It was a way that if I went out on the field and I messed up or I lost, I was embarrassed or they somebody looked better than me. But the way to look at it is you compete with somebody else one-on-one or sports and business. Look at it as a way to achieve something you didn't even think was possible, right? So when two great um, athletes or or businesses compete together, it just channels a different part of the universe, the energy where you achieve new levels of accomplishment or new ideas are formed. And so it's amazing when when I'm looking at competitors in the garage upgrade space, we're literally going after each other trying to outdo each other and what it does is it makes our company their company better the customer gets just a mind-blowing experience and product and it's like that is where a lot of us should be turning and focusing on instead of the oh i don't want to try that hard to beat that competitor or try that hard to do that result um why can't we all just like set the bar here and like that's where we're gonna you know, go coast for the rest of our life. It's like, no, that the one plus one equals 10 mentality is a lot more special from a personal standpoint, um, a team building a team standpoint. And then also the, the whole customer interaction piece as well. I love it. Yeah. It, and, and what you said before, it made me think of a quote. I think it was a, uh, I mean, you're a big fan of can't hurt me. I think it was David Goggins. You're, you talk about his yeah. book quite a bit. Um, but it's basically about finding your hill. And, um, you know, those individuals that you're talking about, if they get that gold medal, they don't have any more hill in sight, right? And the human brain needs a hill, right? Because there's that constant pursuit of greatness or something else. And without a hill to pursue, uh, you start to slide down, right? You'll start to decrease. And whether it has to do with the co- competitive uh um, mindset, you know, like where you can constantly refine yourself or just loving the journey of 
restoring the car or building the business, right? The dopamine is hitting constantly because you're growing and it does take a little bit of effort and maybe pain at first or during it, but it's constantly rewarding you into a better version of yourself, a better business, more opportunity, uh, a more finished product. And uh, the hill, as long as you have another hill to pursue, I think it keeps you young. It keeps you fresh. It keeps you wanting to stay the course because, you know, humans are not built to coast. It's the way I look at it. So great points you made up there. So uh, you, you made there. Anyways, the, the book is called The Long Game. Guys, pick it up on Amazon. How to pursue excellence, play to win in business, and achieve your life's dreams. Uh, the last question I ask everybody is, outside of this book, name another book that changed your life that you could recommend to the readers. Uh, you mentioned it. Um, I had <laughs> Can't hurt <never> me? <laughs> read, yeah, I had never read a book cover to cover, I think, since is either eighth or ninth grade. Right. So from that time period up until I think I was 30. So over a decade, never read a book cover to cover. You know, I'd read a chapter, a paragraph. Um, and I mean, that's a story in of itself. You just miss out on so much in life if you're not reading. Bingo. But that was the one book I couldn't put it down. I mean, David's story is just unbelievable. Um, and, and that was the catalyst to really jumpstart the pivot in my life. Um, you know, I, that's when I started reading Carol Dweck's book, um, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, um, discovered Andy Frisella's 75 hard program, which I, I can't even say enough about. Um, and then really, again, that one book led me to start reading books, right? Now I'm exposed to Ed Milet's books. And it's just incredible. Yeah, but and and I think David's second book, I can't remember the title, but it, it just came out with it, is just as special. It's got a different feel, um, but it it it's just so nuanced and powerful in its own way that that man has a gift. Um, and he was put on this earth for a reason. Yeah, no doubt. He uh I think this second book, he's doing the audio version himself. In the first book, he didn't. Oh. So you need to have his voice behind it. And I got to check that new one out. Yes. But great recommendation. The book, guys, is called The Long Game. Pick it up today by Daniel Comparetto. Thank you so much for being here. The best way to get a hold of you is it via Instagram, a TikTok, Facebook. What's the easiest way? LinkedIn, actually, is probably the wow. best way. Just to, yeah, shoot a quick message. Um, always happy to continue the conversation or help in any way possible. Cool. Check them out on LinkedIn. Uh, it is uh, on Instagram at him. Uh, it's tough to find you, right? It's at Hamilton and Carter. Is that correct? It is. Yep. So I, I, I was one of the guys that never got on uh, Facebook or Instagram personally. So, but yes, the company name is on, on IG. Check it out too. It's got awesome after photos. A lot of our a lot of our work is on there. So the team does great. There's great not a man nice on this planet that doesn't want a cool garage. So guys, if you're looking for <laughs> the best looking garage, get in touch with Daniel. Thanks so much for being here. Remember, guys, a book can change your life. I mean, for me, it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For him, it was Can't Hurt Me. And for you, it might be the long game. So pick it up today. And remember, a million dollar book will lead to a million dollar life. <laughs>